our scripture lesson this morning comes from the prophet Isaiah. And Isaiah is speaking to people who have been in a dry and weary place. This little part of Isaiah is the book of comfort to people who have been in exile in Babylon, but now are being called home. Let us listen for God's word. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, because God has glorified you. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord while the Lord may be found. Call upon God's name while God is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord, that the Lord may have mercy on them and to our God, for God will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways, say the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, when we are in a dry and weary land, we ask that you call to us once again and bring us home. Bring us to the waters of grace, the table of love. Bring us home in forgiveness in ways that we cannot imagine. For your ways are higher than our ways and your thoughts more magnificent than we can know. Speak now that we may hear you call. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You who have no money, come, buy, eat. This little section of Hebrew poetry was spoken to people who had been taken from their homes and forced to live in a strange land. And they were tired 
and thirsty and poor. They had no money to buy food. We have records that say that some of them had even sold their children into slavery so that their children could survive. And here is this feast, this feast of bread and wine and milk, rich food to delight. It is life and hope and joy of future. And this little section of poetry was also spoken to people who were tired and hungry and thirsty, and they did have money, enough money to spend it for that which is not bread and that which does not satisfy, but only leaves us more hungry and feeling more empty. And do you notice that such an odd sentence, come, you that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money. Why not just say, come and eat? It's free. God is giving away food, rich wine. Come to the banquet. I think that there is something like this happening. Do you remember the shows, the TV shows? And, and, and I think about an Italian restaurant. And there's the owner of the restaurant. And a family comes in, their friends come in, and they're eating food, and the family tries to pay the bill. And the owner of the restaurant says, no, no, your money's no good here. It's all on me. Your money doesn't work here. It's all on me. I think that that's what God is saying. Your money doesn't work here. It's all on me. Now, scholars like to point out that the verbs in this passage, come, buy, eat, listen, delight are all imperatives. This isn't an invitation, this is a command. Come. So why must God command that people come to this amazing feast where there is this rich food and blessing and grace? I think it might be because sometimes when we have money and we're not starving, we like the privileges that money can buy. And we're not really sure we want to give that up. What do you mean my money doesn't work here? I recently had the opportunity to fly first class. <laughs> I got to the airport, I got to DCA, and I, I was doing the kiosk thing and it charged me $35 for my luggage, and then for less than $50, I could upgrade to first class. Hello? <laughs> so I took it. I kept my shoes on. I got to leave my laptop in my bag. I was first onto the airplane. I had a roomy, comfortable seat. 
I didn't have to fight anyone to put my bag in the overhead bin. There wasn't anybody in the seat next to me. I got confused about what to do with my class. And I was like, you know, we were starting to take off, and I was like, aren't you going to take my class? I, I don't fly first class. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do here. And the steward said, you can do anything in first class. <laughs> he really said that. Now, I must have fallen asleep because I never got the wine and caviar. I, 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 and I, my luggage was first off the plane. It was so delightful that I planned to do it on the way home. I looked forward to it, and I was really disappointed that I did not have that opportunity. There was no first class. I was back in line with everyone else. But why not pay to skip the line? Have you been to Disneyland? Why not pay to get ahead? Why not use our money so that our children can get ahead? We just witnessed in our nation that astonishing scandal where the ultra-rich spent thousands, millions of dollars to get their kids into elite colleges to skip the line. In this egregious example of the abuse of power and privilege, and somebody needed to stand up and say, hey, your money doesn't work here. Not in that way. In the kingdom of God, your money doesn't work here. Not in that way. When Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, he teaches us to ask for a gift. Jesus doesn't say, sell us this day our daily bread. Give us. And it's a very different relationship than that, that God sets up with us. When we buy and sell, it's a transactional relationship. The exchange of goods, I give you money, you give me food. But that doesn't work in the kingdom of God. God says, I don't need your money so you can eat. I don't need to see your passport. I don't want to know your GPA or where you went to college. I don't know, even know what you believe. It doesn't matter to me who or where you worship or if you worship, I love you. It's all on me. In the world that Jesus calls us to pray for, God is the giver. We receive. God provides the food freely, abundantly. And this is a transformational relationship based on trust and love. I give to you in goodness, I love you no matter what, 
no matter how smart or beautiful or not beautiful, I forgive you even before you are sorry I forgive you. And I bless you because that's what I do, says God. This is grace, never earned, freely giving, all received. It's all on God. And the best response, the only response is thank you. The antidote to entitlement, to abusing our privilege, is gratitude. Jesus teaches his disciples to pray not just for ourselves, but for everybody. It's give us this day our daily bread. Not me, not just my family or my friends or my nation. Give me and everyone. Give us enough to eat, all of us. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, then we are praying for the ability to share, to be generous. We're praying to become givers ourselves. Daily, give us this day our daily bread. In the transformational relationship, there has to be the trust. Day by day, we trust in God's abundance, and that faith has to be renewed every day. We pray to be transformed into God's beloved community, where people give to each other and share in love and kindness. In God's kingdom, money will not get us a pass to skip the line. According to Isaiah, everyone is first class. Delight in the rich food I offer. Money doesn't work that way, but it does work to give us the amazing privilege of helping someone else. came across this little story in Fargo, North Dakota, the owner of a Little Caesars pizza shop would close up at the end of the day and the leftover pizza went into the trash. And there was somebody who would come and rummage through the dumpster to get that pizza to eat. And when staff would come out, they would run away. cold, hungry. And this made her so sad, the owner of that restaurant, she put a sign on her door that said, to the person going through the trash for your next meal, you're a human being and worth more than a meal from a dumpster. Please come in during operating hours for a couple of slices of hot pizza and a cup of water at no charge. No questions asked. It's all on me.
I think that that's what it takes for us to begin to have these transformational relationships, getting someone else in the line, giving it forward to help us remember it's all on God. God makes possible. God calls us into community. God calls us into blessing, into abundance, into hope. And this, my friends, is life. Come. Just come. It's all on God. Amen.